What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Here we are in the heart of Arlington County. Of course, that is Clarendon. Back again for episode 178. Thrilled to be back in Studio 1A. And alongside me to get us through this episode, of course, across from me, it's Tess Strike. Tess. How's it going? It is good. It's good to be back. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm glad that you're back. We we missed you last week. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I'm not sure. Our other co-host, my left, it's William E. Docs. Docs. I didn't miss Did you. you? No. And, and Tess stopped speaking for no, me. No. <laughs> I, uh, I, I really enjoyed I want to get into the... I want to get into the... Um, the, the, the show from last week, I really enjoyed it. There was a few Farley shots, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. When you're not here, that's kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you're here, that also happens. <laughs> uh, but first, Docs, how are you? Uh, okay. Okay? Yeah. Right, good. I'm, uh, I'm angry with your Arlington County police. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's let's start there. Okay. Ticket, speeding no. ticket. No. Parking but- ticket. Listen, bud, you know my car doesn't work. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so uh, if that's anything, true. I got a ticket for going zero for yeah. too long. Yeah. Actually, I found this on my run yesterday. Um, you know, my car broke down in August, and I had it towed to the street, to my street where I live. Mm-hmm. And then I had this long job where I was gone every week, and I had a rental car. So I didn't really need to deal with my, my, my own personal car yet because it doesn't work, but I didn't need to do anything about it, so I just left it on the street. I guess one of my stupid neighbors called the cops. and Because it was sitting there? Because it was sitting there. And I got wow. a, uh, I was on my run, and I came back on the other side of the street, on the sidewalk on the other side of the street across from my house, and I see this red sticker in a leaf pile. Hmm. But it's next to my car, and it it just caught my eye, so I picked it up, and it was from the Arlington County Police saying that I had an abandoned vehicle that needed to be moved or it was going to be dealt with. Uh, I had 10 days to move it, and they wow. didn't they didn't come out unless somebody called the cops. Yeah, I and w- and then I, my biggest complaint with the cops is they have my registration. My my registration is up to date. I put the new sticker, the new county sticker, on in November. So I recently put the new sticker in. That's not an abandoned vehicle. It has, uh, the tags are fine. And if they looked it up, they would have seen that the guy was 30 feet from my front door. Rather than leave a sticker on the car, which didn't stay on the car, how about you come knock on my door and we have a friendly conversation and I explain to you that the transmission's shot, but I'm planning on getting rid of the car when I have a minute. I think that's uh, an issue with the neighbor, not the... Okay, to your point, Farley, I understand what you mean. I'm not trying to complain about the Arlington police right like I like I probably sound like I am. right right uh, in this instance I do wish that they had maybe knocked on my door because I was right there uh, and I am upset with my neighbor for calling because I think that that's kind of yeah you could got to have better things to do with your life uh, but I'm calling the it's police not very neighborly Sure. I'm calling the police on all my neighbors. I'm going to find something <laughs> wrong. I am going to go through the Arlington County ordinances. I'm going to find something wrong with every single person on my street. Your neighbors are in trouble because mm-hmm. you will. I'm going to have I'm going to have a police officer on call. Hey, <laughs> hey, Officer Bob, it's William Docs again. Hey, yeah. listen, uh, have you checked out 44-37-14 yet? Yeah. No. Okay. Why don't <laughs> well, you get you, on that? You, that's that's a good question, and we do maybe have some officers who listen to the program. Um, yeah, Steve, I'd like to Steve, know. Steve, I'm looking at you. Can you, uh, <laughs> can you get back to us on that? Well, so uh, there is a number on there, and I called the number, and mm-hmm. I told I told the person on the other end. I said, "Listen, this is." I, I gave them the whole story, and I said, "I, I intend to do something about the car, but I, you know, uh, everything's up to date, and it's in front of my house. So w- why, you know, what's going on?" And they said. She's like, okay, well, I'll let them know. And then she hung up. I'm like, what does that mean? I need to move the car. <laughs> so the car is parked in front of your house? Well, the my side of the street you can't park on. Okay. So it's it's technically not it's in, in front, front of my house. It's in somebody else's house. It's in front of somebody else's house right. on the other side of the street, but it's in front of my house. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, it sounds like your issue with your neighbor. That's weak sauce. All right, so if you are... Um, if you're my neighbor familiar, and you're listening... <laughs> or you're familiar with the laws uh, with of Arlington County, let us know. Tweet us no, at no, no. the Nation. I, I actually don't need to know because I'm just going to move. I'm just going to have the car move. Right. Farley, you're going to come over to my house. You're going to help me push it up the street. <laughs> okay. 
We'll push it in front of somebody else's house. Yeah. Perfect. And then they can complain. All right. Well, uh, glad you got that off your chest, Docs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a big show to get to, so we needed we needed you to get you all, that off your chest early mm-hmm. here. Um, big time um, friend of the show slash former guest, uh, Matt Sensuitz. Uh, now, this is the elder Matt Sensuitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he is the director of track and field and cross country at Manhattan College. He's going to join us in studio. For the third time? I believe this is the third time mm-hmm. that he's, he's uh, been on the show. So excited to have uh, Matt on the show to catch up uh, with what he's up to, what his son's up to. And, you know, it's actually, it's not Matt Sensuitz Sr. Do you know? It's it's, it's actually Matt Sensuitz and Matthew Sensuitz. Yeah. So it's not, I do know a that. senior and junior thing. I know. People but the TV gets us all confused because right. they keep putting that. Yeah, they do. We and and we believe anything we see on yeah. TV. He was supposed to. That's our culture, Farley. <laughs> he was supposed to get a tattoo at some point. I wonder if he ever got coach? a tattoo. Coach? Yeah, Coach was supposed to get a uh-huh. tattoo. So we'll ask him. Um, what was the tattoo supposed to be? Well, since his son won the gold medal, I think. Like uh, son, like father. Yeah, I think it was something like that, right? Because mm-hmm. Matthew's got a like father, like son. Yeah, right on his chest. So on his yeah. chest, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll get to the bottom of that if you ever got that tattoo. Uh, speaking of tattoos, remember when I said that I was going to get a unicorn tattoo, <laughs> or I had a unicorn <laughs> yeah, tattoo? Yeah. My niece and nephew listened to the show, mm-hmm. and I saw them this weekend, and my nephew, who's who just turned five, he kept saying, I want to see your tattoo, I want to see your tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They listen. They obviously do listen to the show. Man, we've got to be careful what we say. Uh, I do want to talk about last week's show as well. Uh, enjoyed... Uh, Elise Brainer and and you guys on uh, episode 177. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I'd like to uh, say you're welcome to all the listeners. That was a, a 40 minute, 40 something minute show. Farley's back. This is going to be an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, we'll also talk about my trip while I was why I was uh, gone. We'll See? talk about my trip to Hawaii. That'll be an hour uh, at least. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I want to talk uh, about a. Uh, a uh, seventy-year-old marathon runner in the news. Uh, seven or seventy? Seventy. Seven zero. Oh. Yeah, unbelievable accomplishment. I thought we were talking him. about kid marathoners. Um, uh, there was a Washington Post article that came out uh, about uh, the fiance of that uh, woman who was killed running on in Fourteenth Street. I want to talk about that. Uh, we want to talk some holiday too. Uh, holiday fun runs. Uh, ho- other holiday topics. And uh, we can humbug it all. And well, you can. Well, um, I, I'm I'm excited about the holiday. It's good to be back here, uh, where it's it's cooler. Where it's cold, and it makes you it, feel like, like the it's season. Christmas, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So uh, I was in Hawaii, and uh, had a great trip there. Uh, the The flight was 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 difficult. I know. At, at times, I I can with, only imagine with with a two year old and a four month old. Um, a four-month-year-old. Four-month-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've said that many times before. I think that's why you're <laughs> taking that shot. Who um, was worse on the plane? Uh, me. Yeah, me. Uh, not you were worse than both the, the kids? kids? Yeah, yeah, because I was... Because Wi-Fi didn't work? Yeah, because Wi-Fi actually doesn't work over... Uh, over o- the ocean? Over the ocean, which was really disappointing because mm-hmm. my son... Well, I, I, to answer your question, Tess, it was the two-year-old who had, had a tougher time. Um, uh, so James, who's two, had a tougher time because... You know, he he just needs to be busy. The 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 four month old will will sleep through pretty much the entire time. So he likes to watch YouTube videos. And if we had Wi Fi, we I think you could watch those YouTube videos mm-hmm. because he we download all these videos, but those aren't good enough because he can't change them. He likes to ch- watch something for five seconds, change it, watch them for five seconds, change it. He can't sit and watch a Thomas the Train. 30-minute episode or a Mickey Mouse 30-minute episode. So that's really difficult for him, especially when there's no Wi-Fi. Um, so, But you could have figured this out, to be honest. Yeah. Like, we, you, you can figure out a way where you have some sort of interactive thing for him to play. Right. It doesn't have to be videos. Just because you use your phone to watch Yorktown football highlights <laughs> doesn't do. mean that he has to also be stuck on, on YouTube. Well, Go find out some sort of, like, educational developing also interactive games that he could yeah, play on so an iPad. It, I, if, if people have suggestions for those, that's what I'm mm-hmm. going to need for my next trip, which maybe never. Uh, no, but it was it, it was it was fine. It was fine. We ultimately were. It needs to be. It needs to be for when James is 18, because that's the next time you're taking <laughs> we, a flight with we, your kids. We were, we were playing Brio trains. You know these Brio little little trains. You build a track. We were playing those in the uh, the aisle of, of in the, the aisle of the airplane. Yes. Uh, he had set up like a whole Brio like uh, 
you know, train track, and it was this whole scene of, you know, you put the trees over here, the trucks over here. Is this a one or two aisle airplane? It was a, it, yeah, it was one of the big planes where it had, it had off to the side, so it was like two aisles, so off to the side. So we were kind of off to the side, but people had to step over them, walk over them. But that's the point, I, that's kind of where I was at. I was like, I need whatever it takes to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, so we built that. We. As a frequent flyer, I'm really against what you did. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> uh, you know what? I was thinking that. I'm like, well, I'm only inconveniencing each person for, you know, a second or two mm-hmm. as they walk by. As mm-hmm. opposed to the whole plane if right. he's throwing a fit. It's, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, exactly. So I felt like I was justified in, in setting up shop right in the aisle there. Uh, so that was one of the things we did. We'd go back. I, I need to, I need a better description of where you were in quote the aisle. Okay. If if this is like in the like in front of those seats so it's before one, you get to business class and and you actually have like that extra no. space off to the side. Well, the bulkhead as it's no, called. No, it's it's so th- this is one of those big airplanes where it's got four seats in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's the two seats on the side of each side. So you. Um, we were in the middle, so you could go a few rows back. It wasn't as you got into first class. There was an area where you know you could be sort of in the aisle slash behind the the seats to the okay. Well, that's what right. I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's a little bit different than taking up the whole aisle. No, we weren't taking. It wasn't like people were like stepping somebody. Up. Yeah, somebody steps a on a tree or somebody <laughs> steps on the <laughs> on tracks or a car yeah. or a train. Yeah, they had they had little airplanes, trains, car. Yeah, so. Yeah, so we were a little off to the side. They did kind of have to sidestep them a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but um, but a few other uh, highlights uh, from from the the flight that I wanted to share. Um, so uh, you, we we did that on the side, but we did any, I did anything, and I was sort of in charge of James, and mm-hmm. she was in charge of Paul because um, it was easier for her to feed him and all that stuff. Uh, the baby, mm-hmm. and she's not a sucker, and you are right. That's true. She mm-hmm. would put her foot down on some mm-hmm. of this. That you're actually you nailed that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the things we did was go back and forth to the bathroom and wash our hands over and over and over again because because that's an activity he wanted activity. to do. Yeah. Also, you're on the floor of an airplane. <laughs> that's true and, too. And yeah. in that, you were you were excited about going back and washing the hands because you're like, all right, but that kills twenty minutes. Exactly. So yeah. I would go back there, wash wash hands. Um, you know, go back and forth, go back and forth. Um, so one point we were washing our hands and, and, and I didn't realize that water was getting uh, all over the all over the floor of the bathroom. No, why would you? You were on your phone. <laughs> no, I wasn't. My phone <laughs> wouldn't work. I would have been, but the <laughs> Wi-Fi didn't work. Uh, so water's all over the floor. We washed our hands like five times. But yeah, you're killing you, you, whatever you're, you're trying to do just to, to, to kill five to ten minutes. Well, the good thing is that, that airplanes have uh, pipes uh where they get constant water so it's fine just to keep wasting water no problem <laughs> right which because just like your house there's a pipe right. where the water just keeps no, coming in uh, yeah obviously there isn't but uh um, I, I get what you're saying okay. um so we wash our hands water all over the floor a woman walks into the bathroom after us and then she walks right out and says um excuse me sir uh did your son miss the toilet or uh is that water on the floor i said and I had lost a little patience, so I probably should not have said this. But I mm-hmm. said, "Listen, if if that's pee all over the floor, that's a Huggies problem because my <laughs> kid's in diapers." <laughs> and she said, "I said I, I'm I'm sorry." I said, "No, I, that is water all over the floor. I'd be happy to go and clean it, clean it up." Uh, I thought what I was saying to her was funny. Was funny, but, but she didn't she take it that didn't way. Think it was funny at all. What hour are you into this flight at this, this point? This is about. This is like an hour to go. So the, it's how many times? Did, how many times up to that point had she stepped over James? <laughs> Probably five or six. <laughs> like maybe she has lost patience yes, with you and yes, the child. Yes. Um, so yeah, this is like the second flight. So this is like four hours into the second flight of a five-hour flight on the second flight, which it's. I couldn't believe he didn't sleep on. He finally slept on the way home. He slept on the second flight, but it's five hours to San Fran, then five hours from San Fran to Honolulu. So, um, so she didn't think that was as funny as I did. And I said, I, I'm sorry. No, that's water. I'd be happy to go clean it up. Um, and I thought she was going to make me clean up. She said, Oh no, if it's water, that's, that's fine. And she went in and she wasn't happy, but I would not be happy either. Cause I'm always in my socks. 
Yeah. Ew. Oh. No, why? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. No, then you're asking for that. You're not no, wearing yeah. appropriate footwear. Yeah. Nope. You gotta you gotta wear uh can't wear shoes ever. You gotta wear the running shoes you're wearing now. Come on. <laughs> um so uh so that was that was tough. Uh you know, maybe the toughest point was on the way home, uh, on the first flight, the way home. So we skipped from flying yeah. to Hawaii to flying, to flying back, back from, from Hawaii. Hawaii. And I'll touch on a couple things. About, but he was like, uh, James was like, uh, we are two hours into the, into the first flight. And it was a nice novelty initially. But he says, Daddy, no more airplane, no more airplane, no more airplane. I'm like, kid, we've got. And it was like breaking my heart because I was like, Maybe this wasn't a good idea to fly him 10 hours on one flight on the way over and 10 mm-hmm. hours on the way back because we had another eight hours to go mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, but he did sleep uh, the second uh, second part of the, the, the flight uh, in the, from the red eye uh, from L.A. to, to, to D.C. Um, so <clears throat> got back a couple days ago, still kind of on Hawaii time because it's a, it's a pretty big difference um, time-wise. But um, trip was, was good, ran the uh, – the 10k um which was which was a really cool event um i all i sent some video and pictures from uh the 10k to Tess, and you will see them shortly see, see those uh yeah maybe in the instagram story or something like that so that was that was a really good time um you know ran the 10k julie was actually second place in the 10k wow and we ran about 7 30 pace so it wasn't Who watched like your we were, kids uh my my, my put them on another airplane <laughs> my in-laws were there so uh julie's parents were there so <clears throat> ran the 10k wait who beat julie you know it was i'll tell you this it was a it was a very cool race uh but it wasn't like i think they've got and you know if anybody from the hawaii marathon slash 10k is listening uh, I, i'm not offend i'm not i wasn't not try, i'm not trying to offend oh it was boy a very, it was a very well done race but i think that they don't need to logistically dot their I's and cross their T's as much as, um, you know, some other races. I think their competitive advantage is the fact that they're in Honolulu. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you're in Honolulu, so you want to travel there like Michael P. Miller, who I never saw. Wait, Uh, you didn't see Michael P. Miller? Yeah. If he was there, he was running the race the same day, you guys should have gotten a picture so that we could have made fun of him about you guys hanging out in Hawaii and he can't come to any of our happy I, hours. I know, I know. I, I was. I really should have done oh, that. God. Uh, but he ran the marathon and ran the 10K. I don't even know why you go on family vacation if you're not going to do bits for Pace the Nation. I know. So, so the 10K, it was like 10K of the marathon. So you're running and then you just cross the 10K mark kind and of there was and it was just dropped off. And then people were like, well, do we where do we stop? And then eventually there's a turn off and there is a finish line structure or whatever. So you couldn't really tell who was in front of her uh who was not in front of her, but this is a really long answer. I mean, I would have expected you to look at the results. Yeah. So we looked at the results and there was somebody who ran seven fifteen pace. So mm-hmm. had we, you know, you know, Carter, uh, who listens to the show, um, big fan of the show. He, he called me super fan. That guy loves this show. Yeah, he, he called me last <laughs> week and said, uh, so you do the marathon. And I said, no. And then he said, uh, did you, you, so you did the 10 K. So I'm sure your 10 K time would at least break, the three hours and i said no you actually <laughs> you actually extrapolate that 730 pace over a marathon it doesn't break three hours so you know he's like well wh- why did you this was supposed to be your big sub three hour thing and i just want to remind carter and everybody listening that i did do sub three hours earlier this year okay in, in new jersey so you're you're sidestepping again yeah. though who beat julie some woman from uh, some 18 year old from canada a canadian the, a canuck she was the, she was the first uh All first right. american uh-huh. Anyways, first really, American yeah, from that Canada. Was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> no, first well, Julie, Julie was the first American. Oh, uh, yeah. That's not so, what we thought you said. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that was a. It was a. It was a. I highly recommend. Uh, Michael P. Miller would also, I'm sure, highly recommend the marathon. I highly recommend the 10K. Uh, so a fun trip. So th- there, there is a, a couple other things that I'll touch on potentially mm-hmm. later um, when I talk about listening to your show and stuff like okay. that. So uh, I, I do want to recap uh, the show. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be exciting. Did. I think that should be a separate podcast where you and, and super fans like Carter and, and Michael P. <laughs> Miller right, get right. together and recap we, the show. We, the recap your Elise Brainer show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but before we get into all that, uh, let's bring in our guest. Uh, joining us for his third time. 
Maybe. Jacket Worthy uh, is the director of track and field and cross country for Manhattan College. Our friend Matt Sinchwitz joins us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Tess, we are excited to be joined by the director of track and field and cross country and the director of the district track club. It's Matt Sensuitz. Coach, how are you? Great, Chris. Welcome back. Yeah, well, well great hey, to be hey back. man. It's gr- gl- great to have you back. This is your third time. We talked about that before you came did on the you show. Did you know it was your third time? No, I thought it was my second. second. I kind of, no, mm. we did We did one kind at your apartment. Blanked, uh, ooh, blanked out on the right. other one. Right, the then, one in my apartment, yep, I forgot. Yep, yep. So and then, then we did one at... Uh, an undisclosed location. No, uh, then this has to be your fourth because you were up in, in Boston too. That's true. So it is. So this is the fourth yeah, appearance, that's right? Um, but before we, <laughs> <laughs> like that you think it was your second. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to. to you were obviously to get into um, all your what you're doing now, Manhattan College District Track Club, all that stuff. We've got uh, you've got your 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 coach of of the program, Tom Brumlick, behind you uh, as well. So we we might we've had Tom on the show as well. So we may have him. Uh, chime in a little bit here as well. David Timlin, one of your athletes there at District Track Club. So we've got a lot to cover, a lot of people in the, in the maybe the most crowded this podcast has <laughs> ever, ever been. Mm-hmm. But before before we get to that, we, we, we were talking about uh, the tattoo you were supposed to get. And uh, I believe you were supposed to get a tattoo because Matthew won uh, the gold medal. Is correct. that correct? That is correct. So did that, so did that ever happen and whatever happened with well, that story being a a, a, a good negotiator <laughs> after he won the gold medal and it was yeah. time for me to pay up yeah i renegotiated <laughs> renegotiated that i would get i thought i came up with a better idea okay. and a better way of doing this i said we both have i have the Amer- i had the america record why yep. don't you set the america record and we'll get one with our times on our chest <laughs> both america records so he bought into it. Okay, so you didn't. So have I postponed to... it. Okay, and it gives him something to shoot at, <clears throat> and then we're gonna get the the mother. Was yeah the Rio, the, the, Rio. the Rio. What was that? Yeah, the the, the uh, what's the religious? The, yeah, the 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 statue in Rio. The um, it's definitely Christ. Yeah, I can't think of that. Right, isn't it Christ the Redeemer? Christ Redeemer with her arms out. Yeah, exactly. Dangling with a yeah. gold medal. Okay, and then we'll have both our America records. On her uh, foundation. Oh God! So that's that's basically so, it. Were you Wait, at, so you guys are going to get matching tattoos? Correct. And you're both. Yeah, he already both has. Both the yeah, times yeah, are going to be on it. My, and the times will be on it. So I got to wait for the time. Once he okay. breaks the record, though, Once are you going to move that bar America. again? No, no, no. I'm fine with that. What <laughs> happens if you get the tattoo and then he breaks the record again? I can live with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can so, live with it. So uh, was there an ever was there ever a moment you were on the tattoo table? Did that ever? I, well, actually, NBC. Yes, that's. Yeah. Uh, they had arranged it for me to get the tattoo, mm-hmm. Christ the Redeemer, on my arm with the her holding the gold medal, okay. which was going to be the thing. And then f- God intervened, and <laughs> there was a snowstorm, and uh, this expert tattoo lady didn't make it out of Atlanta. She was snowed in during the Melrose Games, mm-hmm. and uh, NBC was all very disappointed, and I lived and, another day. And yeah. you can't... You can't- uh, find a tattoo artist in New York. Anywhere. Hey, it wasn't so, my, you yeah, know, yeah, they, they yeah. want to get me the best. Coach, the best. Coach is not, I, I don't know, Coach just doesn't strike me as a tattoo person. So yeah, that's, that's true. That's <laughs> why I got to intervene to make sure <laughs> it didn't make happen. Sure it didn't happen. All right, so if he sets the American record, right. got it, then it's going to crazy get our, Redeemer. Crazy Redeemer with our time, America record times on that's, it. That's awesome. Can I just, like, you keep saying her, but that statue is... Definitely Jesus. Jesus. It's yeah, Jesus. I guess so. I guess okay. so. You're yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. So, anyways, th- this side of the room didn't know. But anyway, this, all right, uh, got it. <laughs> all right. So, uh, you're. I at- work at a Catholic school. I'm well aware of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're at Manhattan College. A lot of people don't realize. Obviously, they know that you ran for Oregon, but didn't realize that you started at Manhattan College, right? Right. The the people who read my book, like yes. Father Like Son, Father Like Son, they yeah. know what the rest yes. of you knuckleheads yes. don't know that. I I attended Manhattan College yep. as a Jasper in 1974 yep. for one year. 
and uh, <clears throat> then transferred to Oregon for the next four years. Yeah, and and that book again is like Father Like Son, uh, uh, recommended reading. If if you're looking for a holiday gift, go out and buy wherever books are sold. Like Father Like Son, one of my favorite running books ever. Uh, that that uh, uh, Coach Sensowitz and Chris Kwiatkowski wrote. So that is an awesome mm. book. You got to get it today. So at this point, though, if it's going to be a holiday gift, it's going to be a New Year's gift. All right. Well, you know, yeah. you know, maybe uh, yeah, cause because because this is going to. Post after Wednesday. Christmas. That's yeah. true. All right. So, but go out. The point is, go out and get mm-hmm. the book. So, yeah. So you ran for Manhattan one year, and then decided to, what? What made you go back to Manhattan College as the director of cross country? Well, it's a different. Actually, uh, <clears throat> I was recruited by the alumni guys in the past. The uh, track team is uh, field events have done very well, and mm-hmm. they, uh, done very well in a number of areas. But the running, the middle distance, distance events have have not done well at all, and they wanted to beef up that area without uh, hurting the other arenas. Mm-hmm. So they brought me and John Lovett aboard and Carrie uh, Gallagher that you met. Yep, uh, yep, she's been man. on the show before. Correct, yep. she, that's our that's our running staff, as well as Dave. Dave here came on as a volunteer assistant track coach to run with the team and uh, to give them uh, advice as well. So we have a great staff of middle distance and distance running expertise to help the kids out. Yeah, and it's sort of a rebuild, right? I mean, you yes, the, correct, the distance correct. program. It's I been mean, thirty years. Since you're, you're, yeah, but you're you're familiar with what what a lot of folks don't realize at AU they started as a club program before right. coach got there, correct, and then became a national powerhouse. So, is that kind of the direction you see Manhattan going? Well, definitely uh, one step at a time. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd love to see that go. Th- it's definitely going that direction. How fast and uh, that we could get things together. Some s- the disadvantage I have at this place over there's a lot of advantage I have more than than I had at AU. But I have to live with some of the scholarship contracts right. that were signed, and I have to wait for them to expire, expire slash yep. or graduate mm-hmm. yep. or move on. So yep. um, that's whole, that's tying my hands in the meantime. But we have a great indoor track on campus. Uh, we have Van Cortland Park across the street. We have plenty of trails to run on and a lot of other <clears throat> opportunities that we didn't have at American for uh, middle distance and distance running. So it should be uh, – pretty exciting and you got a great step like you said john lovett and carrie gallagher yeah. who are awesome people yeah. so you guys will get it going i'm confident um yeah. h- how was the first so you've been there for a semester first semester how, yeah oh very well just it, it just took a while like i moved back to the neighbor that's where i, I have the same uh, i gotta kick my residence it's the same right. zip code as i did in middle school and high school <laughs> you're kidding no wow. i have the same zip code wow. and uh sometimes i wish my mother was still alive to see this wow. 45 years back in the same spot that i started <laughs> The Long Way Home is right. to be the name of this next book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, that's what I wanted ironic. to ask. It's pretty I, ironic. I, that is ironic. I wanted to ask you about, uh, so you're back in New York City, so it's been 45 years. That's yes. crazy. <laughs> How's it been? So you actually live in the city? Live well, in, in the Bronx. In the Bronx. Uh, Manhattan College is across the street from Van Cortland Park. Okay. And uh, it was, Manhattan College started in Manhattan and it moved up to the Bronx. That's where it kept its name. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's in the Bronx. It's a little confusing there. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> basically, that's my high school. I did all my running there, and I started my running career at Van Cortland Park. And my, all my training was done there in Central Park, the two parks that I happened to uh, live near or go to school next to. Yeah, so New York City, the, the you're obviously in the, in the Bronx. I mean, a lot more people, busier You know, as, as, as when you were younger, maybe that was fun, cool, exciting. Are you over it now? No, or no, you, actually, it, actually do they, you like enjoy being back there. I enjoy it? being back. Yeah, actually, yeah. it's ironic that actually the Bronx, this area of the Bronx is better than it was when I was in high school. Really? They cleaned up the park. Yeah. There's no more uh, uh, homeless people living there, as David will tell you later. Right. To, he was shocked. Right. Uh, they've cleaned up the, the park and they've cleaned up the area. The uh, housing is uh, improved. The dorms on the campus are much better at Manhattan College than when I was there. So everything is better. So I'm excited to be back. And it's pretty pretty cool when you're 63 going back someplace to see it look better that than you remember. Crazy. So it's kind of fun. Later. Yep. Later. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, a lot of uh, folks know you as Matthew Sensowitz's dad. Uh, so we've got to ask you about how Matthew's been on the show before as well. Lawyers, Allison Bella here. Yeah, we're lawyers. We have something to say. Oh, yeah, we do. We legally cannot break this news. That's right. Thank you. Bye, guys. So Matthew's now almost 30, which is crazy. Yes. Um, so does he have another? Well, he's almost ready to shave. That's getting exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and now puberty will probably happen. The way I look at the maturity's happening very rapidly. 
So uh, this a, Christmas gift this year is going to be that Remington. Yeah. And he doesn't know it's coming yet. So you don't want to break that yet. No, right? Don't <laughs> edit that out for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so do, does he have another uh, cycle in him? And can he get to Tokyo and make the team for Tokyo? Of what course, you, of yeah. course, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's just you know, it's kind of like any any athlete, any time could be can get struck down with injuries, sickness, yeah. or anything else. But uh, all well, I see it, nobody else is coming up too swift yet. Anyway, so. Uh, Last year, he's more healthy this year than he's ever been in a while, and he still ran 331. Yeah, last year last after being year. hurt. Yeah. So missing a four months, and uh, this year he's probably missed less than two weeks. So later in your career uh, yeah. as an athlete, and this is all in the book, Like Father, Like Son, uh, you became a 5,000-meter runner. Do you think that it would be something that Matthew would do? You no, think hell would? no, no, hell no. no. He's, too think... he's, too <laughs> yeah. he's too soft. He's too soft. He's too soft. Okay. Christ. Only guys that are uh, desperate and can't make it in the 1500 move up <laughs> and fight their way to the top like I had. Yeah. Was, was, if you have no wheels, that's what you so do. He's, you he's, know what it's like, Farley. Oh, you know, I have no wheels, yeah, yes. That's why Farley became a marathon. Mar- <laughs> he, 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 he ran out Flunked out in the 3K, flunked out in the 5K, flunked out in the 10K. Not a good marathoner. But yes, yes, Chris. Yes, yes. So, so he'll <laughs> stick to the 1500. Yes, Tokyo. That's to part, yes. Yes, because I've got my 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 plane ticket booked for tokyo so i'm hoping that you and him will be there because there's nothing like going to olympics with, with uh with matthew running and coach sensuitz there i know docs you can attest to that oh, so yeah i experienced that in london yeah so i'm sure you will be there uh in tokyo hopefully matthew can make the trip as well. uh, so yeah yeah we're so, gonna be japanese up by that time trust me <laughs> so <laughs> so 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 matthew's doing well uh your your other daughters one of them just got engaged yes so that's exciting news do you know who's her who's her future husband do you, do you know, know the guy yeah. <laughs> yeah. you just asked yeah his name is chris <laughs> yeah is it chris as well yeah, yeah, there yeah you it's go. a cool name yeah that's cool and then um and then your other daughter is Lauren. Uh, Lauren, how's she doing? She's doing well. She's uh, working for uh, I forgot the name of the company. Doing very well, moving up the ladder, nice. and uh, project manager now. And uh, excited about losing San Francisco. <clears throat> lots of friends and great company. All right. Well, I know everybody. Our listeners like to get caught up with what the Sensuits are doing. So that's that's the Sensuits family. So you're also. Uh, director of the District Track Club, which is co-director, here. co-director, co-director yep. with Tom. We got Tom, Tom here Tom, with uh, you. So, uh, tell us about the District Track Club, and Tom, you can chime in as yeah. well. Yeah, well, let the Tom's yeah. tell more about the up-to-date stuff. But Tom and I started it uh, approximately two years ago, and uh, <clears throat> we've been working together and and piecing together a foundation to help uh, our track guys get can funded and grow and track and. Tom does ninety percent of the work, mm-hmm. hard work, hard lifting, and gets things rolling. So I think he should comment on yeah. anything that's going on. That's, that's kind of the arrangement we have with the podcast too. Somebody oh, yeah. does ninety percent of the work in yeah, the room, he, and then somebody Doc, else does all the talking. Docs does ninety percent of the work, but uh, Tom. So yeah, give us kind of uh, give us a, an update. We had you on the podcast uh, back in the the summer talking about uh, some of your athletes running in that uh, DC uh, Roadrunners Mile slash eight hundred. How's the program going? Uh, everything's going really well. Yeah, I have a good uh, new group of guys in. Um, everyone's, uh, we, had our, we had our last practice today before we go on uh, winter break, and then we'll come back, and we will, uh, uh, we're going to head to IMG Academy down in Bradenton, Florida, train down there for about two weeks, so kind of get away from the cold. But, uh, yeah, everything's, uh, everything's going well on the training side of things. Uh, off the track, I know that's, that's where we put a lot of uh, – focus on as well um you have a ton of community engagement stuff right? yeah yeah so uh it was pretty cool this fall um i'd say out of the eight athletes we have uh six probably seven were coaching in summer guard so a uh, good amount of high school coaches in there uh had a, two athletes help me out at Yorktown High School, the the Fighting Farleys. Uh, yeah, where, where I <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's right. I, I'm a proud Yorktown alum, and uh, Tom's the head coach over there, which is awesome. Yeah, and I had two uh, two athletes help me out this fall. Uh, it was a pretty cool experience, and it's it's good for them because they get to kind of get back to the fundamentals of the sport and and uh, just kind of see uh, you know get get re- reinvigorated about what they're doing. Uh, I know Matthew does the same thing when he goes and helps out at. Uh, uh, you know, a program like UW or Oregon where he was there before, um, things like that. So, yeah, um, on the track, it's been moving forward. Uh, like I said, good group 
uh, and then and then we'll have uh, you know not just athletes coaching at, at different schools in the area, but also some pretty cool programs coming up, uh, including we'll do the second installment of the DMV Meet of Champions, which is uh, area high school all star meet. Take the top eight athletes in the 800, 1600, and this year we'll do the 3200, and we'll also have a uh, a middle school 800 and uh, Under Armour sponsors that. Um, they they decked everybody out last year, and uh, Chris over here was yeah, the, was the awesome. announcer for the meet. Uh, went really well for having it at a pretty uh, pretty rough track. So right now we're trying to figure out uh, exactly where we want to host it so we can get some some faster times and uh, just kind of improve on the little things um, and have a, have a better meet. So District Track Club obviously is a professional running group uh, you got athletes like david behind you um you know it, 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 at this point you you looking at athletes for this this fall people are graduating right now like how's that recruiting process and what's your goal is your goal to be the bowerman track club is that the goal what what what, what are you looking at uh so our our group we're, we're really focused on kind of two events uh 800 and 1500 mm-hmm. um i think when you try to get a little bit too broad unless you have a budget of a, of a Bowerman track club or you know Oregon project it's hard to bring on um, a lot more athletes so, so we kind of focus on a smaller number and just doing a little bit more individualization uh, not only in their training but we again we really focus on helping them set up a career when they're done running um, and also being able to do things in the community um, that you know isn't too too tough where they can actually continue to compete so um, Recruiting wise, we just start by, you know, I, I have a, a list of people, um, you know, right now we'll maybe talk to some coaches, things along those lines. Um, but it, it really doesn't heat up until uh, indoor season when they start to compete, uh, things along those lines. And it's again, it's, it's, it's a smaller pool. So it's not a, it's not like college recruiting where you got to look right. at, you know, all 50 states and, you know, a ton of different athletes. Uh, it's, it's really a list of like, you know, 10 to 15 athletes and just trying to get a really good uh, feel for them, you know, if they'll fit the program. Because there's plenty of good athletes out there, and we've had plenty of good athletes come here and just not fit uh, more so personality-wise. We've had a lot of good talents that have come through the program, um, and, you know, D.C. either wasn't a fit or uh, just some of the stuff that we set up program-wise just didn't didn't mesh well. So that, that's where I'm coming from, saying we have a really good program this year where we've kind of figured out the type of athlete that we want uh, on the track, off the track, what are you looking kind of for in these folks? Um, so on the track, I don't want to get overly technical. Um, you know, I, I coach mainly half milers. Coach Hendricks will work more with the distance runners. But for a half miler, uh, you just want a good mix of, um, you know, speed and strength. And then I like to, again, since we are coming from, uh, you know, nothing two years ago where we haven't had a big budget, I, I like to look for athletes that might be a little bit under underdeveloped. So coming from smaller programs, our, our, our best athlete, uh, you know, had a pretty successful career, but wasn't a, a national caliber athlete. Uh, but he ran at a, you know, a smaller school and was able to have success as much as his you know program allowed him to, where he couldn't go to the bigger meets. So just look for, for guys that have been winners. Uh, and then, and then off the track, you know, somebody that, um, is hungry, uh, you know, to compete, uh, but also, you know, equally as hungry to, to kind of set themselves for a situation um, uh, to, to have, you know, a career off the track uh, when they're when they're done. So doing two things at once. Uh, a lot of our athletes go to grad school or, like I said, are coaching in the area, um, you know, doing things that um, a lot of other athletes uh, in other programs might not be doing. They just want to focus on, you know, one thing. One of those athletes is standing right behind you, uh, David Timlin. Um, he's, you know, he's a guy from Indiana State. So you're, you're recruiting not just local or, you know, it's not, it's, it's all kind of all over the country. Like you said, I mean, you're not looking at everybody, you know, it's, it's a specific sort of athlete. But uh, talk a little bit about David and then we can pull him in as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm from the Midwest. So I don't yep. know if it was by circumstance or just by a bias, but I've, we've recruited a lot of Midwest people and had some pretty good success with it. Um, he grew up in Chicago, so that was a, uh, a big plus because uh, a lot of times if you come from a small area and you come to D.C., it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chicago to D.C. Is, is, is downsizing for him, so it's, it's not as not as crazy, um, things along those lines. So he, he's able to kind of adjust to the city life. Uh, also, same thing, came from a small program. Uh, we had an athlete, Sam, Sam Pezzenstadler, who ran this conference, uh, so I got to see him race and, uh, again, very good racer, could win races. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see him compete in more championship races. Unfortunately, we only get, you know, max to a season. Uh, it's not like college where you get conference championships and, and you know, regionals and, and then, um, and then 
nationals but uh but yeah great competitor uh you know could handle cold weather could handle city life um so it's kind of a no-brainer uh, gritty yeah gritty. He's got oh, yeah yeah yep. so so david we'll bring you in here real quick um so what what like what brought you to the the district track club were there other options out there that you're looking at and then this one just you know stood out to you realistically i was planning on just going home and starting to work and kind of being done running competitively okay because it just seemed practical i hadn't uh really looked into running beyond but coach tom reached out to me and i guess knowing i had the opportunity once i heard that i had the opportunity to continue running at this level i was suddenly so excited about it and so convinced like wait a minute i'm not ready to stop yet i want to keep going i uh, i knew it's something i need to look into more but the more i talked to coach tom we actually met at usa's that year sat down for breakfast and talked and i i felt he was a trustworthy guy and he had a, the program sounded pretty good a good place for you yeah very cool oh good well so what's uh what's on your your docket here for for track races we're getting into the indoor season you run indoor running outdoors what what are you yeah, looking at I'm running both so okay. i'm healthy this year i've had a good build up i'm excited to go so um originally i was planning on starting to race uh late december early january in new york yeah but now with the plan to go to florida for two weeks i'll probably open up uh january 20th i'll find a meet in the New York area, and then run another meet, uh, a quicker one, over at the uh, the Armory. Is the there so? Is there you know? Is there USA's this year, and that's what you're ultimately yep. gunning for? Uh, so that's in July or August. Or It'll June. be in July. July, oh, gotcha. You, you, uh, so the ultimate goal is outdoor USA's, outdoor, yep. like you know. But uh, yeah. right now we're thinking kind of short midterm of indoor USA's. Gotcha. Uh, make the meet, finish top half, but otherwise have a great set of races going into it as well. Gotcha. All right. Well, you can find more information at districttrack.com uh, is Tom and Coach's group uh, where he's got great athletes like Dave, where they've got great athletes like David, districttrack.com. Uh, All right. We're going to bring Coach back in for just a, a couple last questions here before we get, get you guys out of here. Um, so, yes. So, Coach, uh, so you're 63 years old. Easy, uh, easy. Yeah, so, um, I, now, how how much? What, what's your future? How much longer do you see yourself doing do this? Jeez, Farley, I got. I just go. After I leave here, I'm gonna go down this the street guy. and buy a coffin. All right, I'm all set, Farley. I got a pot up in uh, Mount Carmel, New York. I'm all set, Farley. Don't worry. No, no. I mean, how long do you want to continue to grind? Uh, that's and a do great this question, thing? but uh, obviously it depends. You know, as long as you're yeah. productive and you got good health. I'm I mean, Gag, Gags is doing it, and he's 80 something. Right? Yeah, so, well, I, mean, I don't think I'll do it to the 80s, but yeah, uh, yeah. I'll certainly uh, next couple of years. So I get Manhattan turned around, and yeah. uh, obviously uh, Tom, Tom and I work together here. There's a lot of things that keep things interesting. Doing new things is more exciting yeah. than uh, being an American, repeating the process yeah, over right, and over again. Right. So it keeps you a little more uh, excited and uh, looking forward to the future. Yeah. Do you feel like you're someone who could retire? Like, do you see yourself sitting on the couch no, in five I, years, I, just I, watching? I'd sit around bothering somebody. <laughs> I'd see myself doing that every day. But right. no, I can't decide. No, you got to be busy, but growing and tr- trying new things and f- succeeding in failure is part of life. And uh, once you back away from that stuff, it gets pretty dull i think well it's dull without you honestly it's dull without you here in dc uh, it is man do you do you miss miss dc well actually be honest with it uh, very rarely because it's just so busy in new york it's not the idea i don't miss i don't stop i miss you on tuesday every oh, tuesday yeah it's a little different now yeah we could get together every two you could you could rely on if you needed to get together with coach you could find him on tuesday you know where to go yeah i know which we we miss so well we have new new york has enough bars up there but yeah basically new challenges and yeah. it's kind of good change of yeah. pace is probably a good idea but new york is so fast paced yeah. and taking over a new program and organizing things uh you know from scratch is pretty hard yeah because you're pretty occupied it's not that i don't miss i just don't spend time. you don't have time to think about yeah it. and then my yeah. brother i have family up there still and, yeah uh, so, that, so you uh, have all, all you got your family there brother there old friends still there or well actually old friends are still there as yeah. the neighborhood guys as well as my goddaughter she's a uh she's a triplet she's on campus she's a wow. a junior at manhattan college that's cool so i see her now he's regularly a couple of couple times a week so wow. uh, stuff like that i run into people like that well 
Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you've missed the Christmas party because it's come out. <laughs> the Christmas party is tonight. I can't wait to catch up with uh, with Coach and I'm sure Tom and David will be. Oh, I hope those guys will be there. They'll be there. Um, Designated drivers, those two. So, <laughs> they, 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 they for everybody. Alive. For everybody. More vital than you are, so Farley. You got, very much so. You got to promise to keep uh, the tr- Christmas us. Christmas tradition together, though. You got to keep the the DC Christmas tradition going. That's it. And uh, and and bring these these fine designated drivers. Yep. These guys would be great. All right, <laughs> that's it. That's it. All right. So Thanks, th- thank you so Thank much. Guys. That's Coach Matt, Coach Matt Sensuitz, uh, Tom Brumlick, <laughs> Dave <laughs> Timlin. Uh, great stuff. They joined us here on Pace the Nation. Always great to have Coach Sensuitz on the program. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break Thanks. and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. And, guys, thanks to Matt Sensowitz for joining us again on Pace the Nation, his fourth His fourth appearance. appearance. Who Pace knew? Uh, thanks again to Tom Brumlick. His, he's been on a couple times. And David Timlin, uh, the district track club athlete, for joining us. Uh, always a uh, fun, sort of somewhat chaotic interview with Coach. Um, I don't I, know if I've seen that many people in this room, or at what point do we become a fire hazard? Yeah, I was glad yeah. the fire marshal didn't walk by. Um, I, I'm kind of in a, I've kind of got a moral dilemma though. Um, oh dear! They were like breaking some news, or oh. coach was breaking some news yeah. on the show, and those guys said, "Don't do it." <laughs> those guys were like, "So do we edit that out or not?" No, it's we, like we didn't really have a very good edit point, right? So we, I guess, we got to keep it in, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, you know, he said go with it. I'll tell you what we'll do. We will have at least 12 hours until this show needs to be edited <laughs> so we can talk about it offline. Yeah, okay, that's what we'll do. Um, but if we if we do edit it out, then, then this piece doesn't make any sense either. It will also be edited because out. Because yeah, people true. are going to be like, oh, my God, they did edit it out. <laughs> right. Or if we leave it in and people don't really think that's much of a big of a deal – then, you know, so there's so much going there on. There's going so many on. layers to there's, this. There's a lot going on. I, I have a quick question yeah. for you. Um, when did our guests stop bringing snacks? <laughs> like, when did that, that like, <laughs> when did that that ended so casually? I, I, I didn't even realize until now that, uh, I don't know. Greg, yeah, that Greg, we're not being fed. Greg, uh, where are you at, man? Uh, I know Greg, who used to be at ASICS, is now at Brooks. Uh, you know, come on. Let's. Uh, well, I, I'm saying the guests. Like oh, now, you're just pandering to a specific to a sponsor, person. Right? He's he, like, man, yeah. he, I understand why he stopped giving us, but shouldn't like yeah. people coming on the show? That's shouldn't a good question. Shouldn't they be obligated to bring us food? I, I think that would have been tough to get coached to. But the next guest, yes, the I next guest, whoever you line up next, just yeah. let them know. Oh, and by the way, it's like yeah. a reverse writer. Right. Right. Exactly. Bring snacks, and they got to be good too. All right. Well. Uh, Always an interesting, entertaining interview from Coach Sensowitz. You can get his book, uh, Like Father, Like Son. Uh, best place to go is on Amazon. Uh, so that's that's a uh, a great holiday gift, even if it is after Christmas. A New Year's holiday. New Year's holiday. That's a holiday. Uh, check out the District Cro- Track Club at districttrack.com. Uh, you can see all that Coach and Tom are doing uh, for DC running. All right. Um, so... Okay. I, wanted, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, last week's podcast real quick, if I could, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoyed the show, even though you guys took a, a number of shots at me. Um, I thought we went pretty easy on a, you. A, a, just a, a few things, a few mm-hmm. uh, notes that I made. Um, uh, okay. Do- Docs, you were pretty hard on Tess, I thought. Well, that's what I do. For what? I don't even remember. Well, there was, you know, we we you guys started talking about uh, you you brought up a uh, the, the cat who is leashed. yeah we don't like cats yeah and he I, shuts I, it down I, immediately <laughs> yep no cats um, I'm sorry have so you no ever seen zone. a cat on a walk in the snow yeah I mean it's I great. think that's pretty I thought I thought that was pretty interesting I wanted to hear mm-hmm. more about it but mm-hmm. he shut it nope. down immediately not on this show go um, listen to a cat podcast <laughs> um, do you want to hear more about that he talked about snow and you brought up all the snow in North Carolina which I thought was interesting and. I thought notable. He shut that down immediately. Clearly, I contribute a lot to the show. <laughs> I mean, he he, did, he just didn't want to hear it. So uh, I don't know what you have against North Carolina snow. Um, the uh, the football uh, the football being carried. I thought that was a great. Where'd you hear that story? The football being carried from both uh, of of the. Did Navy I not giving away my secrets? Army. 
Uh, I do think it's interesting. I, I do think really that cool. it's really interesting that uh, you're criticizing anybody for talking too much on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's I, insane. That is, that right is, now, yeah. this is insane. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair point. But I, uh, yeah, I, these are just the notes I had mm-hmm. about. Uh, did you write them in your glass house? <laughs> yes, I did. Um, but I wanted to ask you about the foot football being carried. I thought it was a mm-hmm. very cool story. Where'd you Thank find you. that information? Thank you. I found it. You're, we don't reveal our sources. Not going to reveal the source. Okay, that's fine. Um, I thought at one point that you didn't realize there was multiple footballs in a game. <laughs> I was like, wow, docs. But then I realized that he was doing a bit. Yeah. It was like, like later you, on, I, the, I the revealed bit, that the bit was it went kind too of, far. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tess is not going to realize. I don't understand. Yeah, football. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so cool. I, I thought that was interesting that you were doing a bit. that was something that was going to go totally over her head. So uh-huh. the bit was for the audience of yeah. none. So uh-huh. well, I guess it was for the audience of me listening. Okay, so yeah. I thought that was yeah. Uh, you 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 heard it. Yeah, um, Elise is involved with a lot. Uh, I don't know uh, if she me, sleeps. Made, made me feel really lazy. Uh-huh. That was that was in, impressive. All that she does. Enjoyed mm-hmm. that interview. Um, sing second. I don't know what that meant. I okay. didn't know either. What was that title? And that's the name of the. T- yeah. Well, so, I did say sing second I, in the I show. I did hear that. The, was that at the end of the Army Navy football game, both schools sing their school songs together and the winning team sings second. Uh, so you want to sing second because that means you won the game. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And they, it wouldn't they, have been hard for you to Google that. Well, <laughs> I, I sing second I didn't think would turn up anything. But okay, that uh-huh. I guess that makes sense. That's a really like next level uh, title niche. to make you really think so Mm -hmm. uh, i i I like that you like the thinkers um how many times have we talked about being on a movie or trying out for a running movie and then elise is actually in a movie and to be fair it's a softball movie all right that's true we should be trying out for tough ball movies but every time there there is a you know a cast casting call for a running you know scene or whatever we we talk about it yeah exactly and sure enough she was it was softball you're right but she was on on a movie i thought that was interesting um and yeah so that was my uh that was my notes enjoyed the show i enjoyed episode 177 so if you haven't listened just because you realized i wasn't on it do yourself a favor and actually (laughs) listen i'm giving myself a little too much credit who's in that who's who's in that venn diagram (laughs) Uh, people nobody. who listen to the show yeah, overlapping nobody. with people who refuse to listen if Farley's right, not on. Right. All right. Well, let's move on. It is Christmas time. Uh, we've talked about uh, a great gift for the holiday, whether it's a New Year's holiday, Christmas, uh, the book Like Father, Like Son. I'd also recommend going into your local uh, Pacers running location and buy uh, gifts for your loved ones there as well. Dude, Farley, I am doing some uh, Pacers gift shopping as soon as this podcast is over. No joke. Are you? Yes. Um, so I, I've got a question for you guys about, uh, and we want to talk a little bit about holiday runs as well. So yeah. you mentioned Shoot. you've got a list of, of, of gifts that you are going to get. Do you guys have... That we're going to get or give? Well, Docs is going to get... That we're going to purchase. That Docs was going to purchase a list of... So do you guys have a list that you give to friends and family? I'm just curious. They ask me for suggestions. Yes. And, and so then I, if I need something, at this point in my life, if I need something, I, I, I volunteer things that I would probably buy for myself. Right. Right. So you don't really need anything is your point. Oh, well, I definitely don't. I mean, I don't need, uh, I, I don't need gifts mm-hmm. if that's what you're saying. Well, I'm struggling right now because people are asking what's on my list. And I'm like, I don't have a list. Do you guys mm-hmm. have a list? No. Give me some. No, you don't have a list. I don't either. have a list. Oh, right. I think like for people that are hard to shop for, like my brother, I'll text and be like, what do you want? I yeah. have no idea to get you. But my mom is easy. So, okay. you know, I think it depends on the person. Okay. But you personally don't have a list when somebody oh, asks no. you. I don't sit down and, and make a list, but my mom always asks me every year. And then, and so then I just kind of think about it and I tell her, oh, yeah, yeah. over, over the course of several days, I think of things, and then I'll just text her and say, yeah, I'd like to get that. All right. Because the alternative, Farley, is if you don't do that, then you get stuck with a bunch of stuff that you, you don't, don't want. need and you right. don't want. Right, which is And it's better to get something more practical than than, than uh, that you'll be excited about. I was hoping you guys had a list, and you maybe I could steal off your list because I'm just struggling. Of things that you want for yes. yourself? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think that we'd probably have, you know, 
we have similar interests. Well, I so. think we also like we have some traditions in my family okay. where my mom and I always get each other planners for the year ahead I like and that. I think like a calendar thing is always I could use practical. a calendar. Farley, Farley would Writing like a yeah. calendar of firemen. <laughs> That's my my son does love son? uh fire trucks. So, yeah, uh, so get get uh But I don't need like shirtless firemen. No. <laughs> no, that <laughs> very works for different you. kind of calendar. We'll get We'll get your son uh, a fire truck, 12 different fire trucks, yeah. and then you can get the, the big beefcake firemen, <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can hang them up next to each other. And All right, you, you, guys, <laughs> you guys don't have lists. Okay, gotcha. Um, you know, uh, I, I, was, uh, I was looking at uh, uh, all that Elise was doing uh, this, this week mm-hmm. while listening to the show, and she did this week some amazing holiday runs. There are some amazing holiday spots. I like to run to the National Christmas Tree mm-hmm. and take a selfie there. That's always mm-hmm. one of the things I do uh, every year. What are other good spots? Did here you do home? that before you had a cell phone that could take a selfie? <laughs> I would, yeah, I would actually lug my uh, disposable camera out there. Yes, <laughs> you it. took yeah. like one of those, you know, a tripod with the big <laughs> yeah, box yeah, camera. Exactly. Pull the thing. Uh, the light bulb blows <laughs> up. So others, other ho- good holiday running spots. I love Georgetown. Yeah. I mean, if none other than the window shopping is great around there, around M Street, and then you also have Georgetown Glow around. Mm-hmm. The holidays which is the super cool art exhibit and so you'll see a ton of people out at night walking and running around to all the different spots and i think i hate road running and i hate running in the city but running in the city in the winter i love just because there's so much to look at right and it's pretty well lit so i agree um so any spot that you like to run during the, the winter or holiday season docks? Oh, yeah. I like to visit the same trails I do in the summer and <laughs> the spring and the, and the fall same spots all yeah. right that's fair that's yeah. good All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. I really appreciate Tess sliding that in last week. It felt so smooth. You did a great job. Uh, We've got the Fairfax Four Miler coming up. That's the next Pacers race on the schedule. That, of course, is New Year's Eve, and there's uh, no better way to start your New Year's Eve evening than running the Fairfax Four Miler, uh, 6 p.m. out there in uh, Old Town Fairfax. And can I give a shout out to Kyle from Adidas? Yes. Uh, because he listened to the program where I was having cell phone charging issues. <laughs> yes. And uh, he gave me an Adidas phone charger, portable phone charger, which actually is shaped. Um, it's like the same surface area as a driver's license. It's a little, mm-hmm. bit, little bit thicker, but fits perfect in like the pocket too. So it's, it's, it's actually very practical mobily. Unlike Farley's chargers, where they like he has like a backpack for them. Uh, yeah. Well, I need a lot of juice. Mm-hmm. This is just a small, <laughs> this is a small amount of juice. Uh, but it's good. It, it is really, really, really. Uh, well, th- a nice gift. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Kyle. All right. We all remember the story of Wendy Martinez, who was killed on a run through Logan Circle. Um, it was a horrible story that I think really affected a lot of the running community here in D.C. Uh, I wanted to just call attention to an article that the Washington Post did about uh, Wendy's fiancé. Uh, the, the title of the article, we'll tweet it out at Pace Nation, is his fiancé was killed on a run in Logan Circle. He was left with the rest of his life. Uh, a powerful article um, about uh, Daniel Hencappy, I think is how you pronounce his last name, Daniel Hencappy. Um talks about how he uh, you know proposed to uh, Martinez uh, how their life was going to play out and then you know how the night went for him where she was killed uh, in Logan Circle and kind of the aftermath and a really powerful story of how he's you know dealing with a lot but ultimately not really bitter um, you know very forgiving and doing a lot of positive things. Um, in her memory, uh, he has since moved out of Logan Circle, um, but um, I think he's still sort of in the area, but doing a lot of positive things for foundations for Wendy Martinez uh, and things of that sort. So uh, I just wanted to call attention to that article because I thought it was really uh, well done uh, by Michael Bryce Sadler uh, for, uh, from the Washington Post uh, about a story that affected a ton of runners in the area about uh, Wendy Martinez's fiance. All right, so I wanted to close with a, a positive story 
an amazing story, actually. And we'll tweet out an article about this, too, from Runner's World. Uh, 70-year-old sets a world age group record for the marathon. Uh, his name is Gene Dykes from Pennsylvania. He ran 6.39 pace for a marathon at 70 years old. Uh, 6.39? <laughs> 2.54.23. Holy cow. <laughs> this is what you have to look forward to if you want to keep the streak alive. Unbelievable. I think... Um, a, a 254 marathon. What are we doing with our lives? Is incredible <laughs> in any. I mean, that is a Boston qualifying time for anybody. For any age group. <laughs> I know for any age group. Must I don't know what the Boston qualifying time for 70 year olds is, but it's it maybe starts with at least starts finishing. with a four. It's yeah, probably maybe, finishing. Maybe starts with <laughs> a five. If you can show up, yeah, exactly. It starts with an F. Uh, so. <laughs> So 6.39 pace, Dude. incredible. That uh, broke the record uh, by uh, famous um, Masters marathon runner Ed Whitlock. Uh, he had the seven-year-old record, uh, which I think was like 58 or something. So I think he broke it by uh, – uh, well, Ed Whitlock did run 25 seconds. Uh, he ran 2.55, so he broke it by, by 25 seconds. Um, so uh, – but just an incredible um, – performance by gene dykes these guys it, it means it means that none of us have any excuses oh, no. <laughs> I know. but these guys you know these guys ha- well they are retired sim- similar <laughs> stories you know they're yeah. late they start late in running so mm-hmm. again i'm looking for excuses like why why am no, there's I, no excuses i know I, I can't i can't even run a 254 right now uh-huh. yet this guy at 70 and i uh-huh. call myself a marathon runner and tell mm-hmm. myself as this under three hour guy i like um, to say i used to be a runner right right <laughs> well uh this guy you know he's late to running he started late in life when? running. uh he started in his 50s that was so, the trick man yeah we so, should have started running in <laughs> our 50s i, I know <laughs> Uh, Think about how much more TV I could have watched if I had just waited running. Well, the problem is, if you watch TV, you probably mm-hmm. get too fat to be able to run. Now, remember there was that uh, guy who won Boston Marathon, uh, and he was, like, overweight in smoking cigarettes and mm-hmm. decided to get fit? Yes, I do remember that. And yeah. and then he actually won the Boston Marathon. So Yeah, well, that was... And that's a much more interesting story than just ago. training hard and then winning the Boston Marathon. It is much more interesting, but could never happen today. That was a while ago. <laughs> that would never happen. He's not going to beat... Uh, he's not going to beat Yuki or uh, or Desi. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's just a really cool story that we will tweet out about Gene Dykes. Uh, 254. Um, that is that is a life goal. The guy looks. I mean, they, they've got a picture of him. He crossing. looks incredible. <laughs> Finish line. He looks looks incredible. So, uh, somebody get a birth certificate on that guy. He he also like crossing the finish line doesn't look like I did when I crossed the finish line. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> he looks like he could go for another sub three hour uh, marathon. Yes. Um, very very cool. All right, great show, guys. Thanks again, of course, to our guest today. Multiple guests today. Of course, Coach Matt Sensiewicz, he joined us on the program for the fourth time. And District Track Club head coach Tom Brumlick, he joined us. I think that was his second time. And then David Timlin also joined us on the program. So thanks to all three of our guests today. Should we have sized coach's jacket today? <laughs> we should have. So that this jacket's ready for his Let's next size appearance? It tonight it is Tonight we'll party. sneak yeah. up on him. Yeah. Let's just sneak up t- tonight and take measurements. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and don't tell him why we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for everybody who joined us at the Pace the Nation Happy Hour. I'm sure it was a great time at Blue Jacket. Awesome to see everybody out there. All right. Episode 178 in the books for Test Strike and Wavy Docs. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week.
I don't know why a third appearance warrants a jacket. It's five appearances, oh, bud. Okay. You're going to blow our budget on jackets. Every three-time hack that's on the show gets a jacket. Now, all of a sudden, I'm not getting anything. New equipment for 2019. What number was this? We got a new Oh, small room, man. Let's go to his house. I know. We got a new... Did you, you, you record it over there? You did a show over there? We did your house? Yeah, yeah, we did a show yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, we did this is the your house, man. The mob couldn't find you, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. That's the point. Probably should have had a hide the back cave. You just ride right in there. You can't find a car or nothing, man. One fourth time. That's that was all that startled me. You're scary. Your next your next appearance, you get a jacket. Just yes. so you know, well, five 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 is, five is, is no. Well, it's like Saturday Night Live. Your fifth appearance on Saturday Night Live, they so get a jacket. Five is, five is a record. Yeah. What's the record here? Who has yeah, the most? Four. You. Oh, Char- Charlie. Charlie. Actually, Charlie might be to five now. Charlie, Charlie Band. Charlie he's he does he's our editor for our Ron Washington. Oh, his okay. his appearances are a little bit. Uh, questionable because sometimes he co-hosts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, man, that's a funny math shit going on. Here. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks. The seven-year-old you marathon. Fiance wrong. That's why you're getting a bunch of finance articles. I hope the microphone picked that up. <laughs> I don't know how to spell fiance. F I A N C E. 